Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos are the only land-bound mammal that doesn't like roller coasters? It's because that no matter how they try, their hair always looks ridiculous in those little freeze frame pictures at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. For more armadillo-related facts to unlock bonus content and find out how you can access our episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash armadillopodcastingclub. Wow, that was good. We all yeah. saw it at the same time. I know. Hello there. You're listening to Muggles with Attitude. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Micah Sparkman. We are reading or rereading the Harry Potter series of novels by J.K. Rowling. And today we're going to be covering chapters 9 through 14 of the fourth book in the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Previously, Muppet Baby Voldemort murders a nosy groundskeeper in the darkest reimagining of a Scooby-Doo cartoon ever, while Harry's friends nearly murder his poor cousin with his own tongue, adding yet another line item to Dudley's list of wizard-related body horror trauma. (laughs) None of that matters, though, because Mr. Weasley works for the Ministry, and he commits graft like it's going out of style. Speaking of graft, Mr. Weasley uses his political position to get super sweet tickets to the Wizard Sports Ball Championships. All he has to do is help cover up the crimes of another politician's brother. Probably more murders, I guess, but totally worth it because the game is great, and Ireland wins, and Mr. Weasley's sons win a bunch of money gambling on the event. (laughs) Just lucky, I guess. Just lucky. How mysterious. (laughs) You know, anybody could have made that bet that Ireland would win, but the Bulgarian seeker would get the snitch. Yeah, it's it's obvious, right? Yeah, right? (laughs) Despite the fact that that would mean that the opposing team intentionally lost the game somehow, because if you get the snitch and lose, then you've lost the game for your team. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could happen, though, right? Totally. Totally could happen. The question yeah. is, how much do they pay Crumb? Mm. What's really weird is that the bookie, basically, who's also the tournament organizer, would take like a straight-up 50-50 prop bet like that without any odds at all. You know what it is? Money laundering. <laughs> that, I mean, it could be. Galleon laundering. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you don't know where that money came from, but he's paying it out in a bet, and then... What? Maybe the Weasley twins take a cut and then they donate yeah, yeah. their money back to it's, Spagman's campaign. It's the Wizard World Cup. A lot of foreigners coming in and out of England. Some of them got briefcases. Some of them leave with, you know, not the briefcase they came out with. <laughs> also, don't they all deal in cash? That's right. Yeah. I bet their banking records are, are non-existent. Yeah, um, there is no Wizard credit card, right? No. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Mm. No digital records. Maybe there's ledgers somewhere, but those are really easy to fake. Chapter 9, The Dark Mark. The Dark Mark. The Dark Mark. <laughs> Poor um, Robert's family. Yeah, it looks like... No, I mean, it looks like they're having a lot of fun there. What are they doing? Like, doing some backstrokes over a... Uh, a bunch of wizard KKK members are juggling them in the air? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. This yeah. is not something I mean, my idea of a thrill ride. In the picture, it looks like they're having a good time is all, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's super creepy scene, though. They're in the woods, and it's all dark. There's these people with all these crazy masks on that... Harry has no idea what any of this is. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're basically torturing muggles, and they probably aren't even related to any ministry officials at all. Yeah. So and it's the, illegal. And the saddest part to me is that the muggles are actually aware of what's going on, because, like, they flip the, the mom over, and so you can see her underwear, and she's, like, trying to cover herself. It's yeah. Super, it's really sad. Yeah. And it's nasty, too. Yeah. 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 It's This was interesting to me, because this this I clearly think this is, like, a KKK thing, or 
whatever the English version of KKK is. I don't know. Ked, Ked, Ked. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the Ked, Ked, Ked. They're well known. But usually those kind of terrorist organizations form when there's like a a powerful group that wants to persecute like a minority. Mm -hmm. Like they feel their power slipping away or their economic fortunes have had a downturn or whatever and they're taking it out on somebody. Mm -hmm. So are the wizards threatened by the muggles? Do these people have like a, a resentment that they're acting out on here? They have a major superiority complex. Yeah, I think that they view the muggles as like animals or in- insects or something, right? Yeah, Just but you like, I mean, the KKK specifically, they would terrorize people to keep them down, right? They would scare, say, like, we'll come back if you keep voting or whatever, or if you move out of the place where you're supposed to be. Well, the thing is, there wasn't even any reason for this, which almost makes it even more insidious. They yeah. just wanted to have fun torturing muggles. I, th- I think they say as much as, like, that's just some their idea of fun is, like, tormenting people. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, you bring 100,000 wizards together, like, some of them are going to be the bad guys. Uh, apparently a lot of them. It sounds like this crowd is pretty big. Yeah. yeah. I was actually surprised to, well, to I think, think that I think there would be so many. most of the crowd is, is not, it's just, like, a few people doing it. I think most of the crowd is, like... Mill, people milling about, you know, not necessarily all in on it. I couldn't tell because it's the na- the way that they described it. It made it sound like there were more people coming and joining the crowd. Yeah, it is. As it was going, and they're setting tents on fire. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're just getting rowdy. What happens to the interior of those tents when they burn? It's a good question. The interior is larger. Mm-hmm. It burns more densely, right? I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, right. It burns really hot. Mm-hmm. So, can you say this was a really intense scene? You could say that, yes. <laughs> oh, no. No, you should not say that. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very dark. Wait, wait, wait. Let's put that joke in the past tense. Oh. Yeah? That's good. No. No, you're, you're <laughs> no. both terrible. Oh. No, that's great. That's great. And they come across, in the woods, they come across Malfoy. Yeah. What are the odds of that? Yeah, because... Mr. Weasley sends Harry and most of the other Weasleys off into the woods, right. away from the trouble. Which struck me as kind of a, a pointless thing to do, because sending Harry Potter away from trouble just moves where the trouble is. <laughs> right? I mean, historically, Except right? When, whenever that yeah. happens. You know? <laughs> if they had just kept Harry Potter with them, they probably would have seen who did the Dark Mark thing, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly, right. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, the Malfoy seems like unconcerned, which is very suspicious. You know, not not surprisingly, it sounds like he's probably his parents are probably involved or something. Because you know, yeah, because Malfoy's been spoon fed this bullshit about how wizards are so much better than Muggles his entire life, so it's probably isn't a big deal to him. It almost kind of reminded me of those horrific photos of lynching parties that used to happen in the Deep South in like 1920s and even further back. Yeah, it's it's like mm-hmm. I said, it's, it, this is this is pretty dark. Yeah. So, but. Um, Perhaps Harry isn't as dangerous as we thought because he loses his wand out of nowhere. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Come on, come on. That's like the most. It's, it's like if you're, you know, you you run around with a gun and you're just like, whoops! I guess I left the gun somewhere. Oh, <laughs> probably fine. Yeah. Uh, like, how do you properly like carry a wand when you don't have it in your hand? I would keep it on my sleeve. I would keep it in my mouth. So you'd have to wear it <laughs> like a dog. It's pretty big. Oh, like, oh, okay. I think you meant like all the way in. <laughs> no, why would I do that? Like those guys who swallow swords except exactly. it's a wand. <laughs> oh, no, there's trouble. <laughs> okay, that'd be an awesome party trick, right? <laughs> Where's my wand? You're like... Just regurgitating. <laughs> Excuse me, I need to go throw up in the corner so I can get my wand back. <laughs> Maybe it's less cool than I thought. <laughs> but up 
your sleeve, that means you have to wear long sleeve shirts all the time, and that'd be terrible. They all wear robes all the time. Does it all have long sleeves? I wonder if in Texas they would wear robes. That's a good question. Do wizards get hot? They probably have some kind of magic to make themselves cooler. Sort of like the Ice to Die in the, <laughs> the Wheel of Time series? Right, yeah. The DragonReread.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if it were me, I would have like a wand holster, right? Yeah, or or let's see, like what what's the cl- closest equivalent to something you carry, like your cell phone, right? So you have yeah. one of those like things that clips on your belt, like uh, yeah, know. yeah. I just carry my cell phone in my pocket. That's a good point, mm. and I probably use it more than a wizard uses his wand. Maybe they have really deep pockets, mm. so they can like stick the wand and it goes halfway down their leg or something. Well, how big is the how big is his wand? It's like twelve. I think inches? it's like eight inches. Uh, they they tend to be between like eight and ten inches typically. I think. Mm, yeah. But so it's a decent size. Hmm. It'd be kind of sticking out of your pocket, so I'm not surprised you lost it. I mean, they're Can wizards, they... though, right? Couldn't they have pockets that are bigger on the inside than they are on the outside? Mm. It could be like a one-inch pocket that holds a. Yeah, they could have a house elf slave in there that holds onto it for you. <laughs> oh, <Aww. laughs> uh, so what about keeping it behind your ear like a cigarette? <laughs> I think it might be too big not for like... that. Uh, I mean, but it'd look really cool, right? Yeah, it would look sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is there like wand technology? Like over time, have they gotten a lot smaller and then they've gotten a lot bigger again? Wand miniaturization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, like tiny wands are really stylish. And they're like, no, no, we want the classic large wand look, you know? As they're heading through the woods, they see a, the villa off and a bunch of just random people are, are surrounding the villa and showing off and trying to get the villa's attention. Mm-hmm. And it almost gets Ron. But they, they uh, Ron and Harry and Hermione and the Weasleys managed to get away. So the Vila are going to eat those people, right? Is that how, I mean, is that how they work? Isn't that the thing? Do they? Or, or, I don't know if they feed on their emotions, maybe. I was, I was wondering if they literally eat them. Yeah, what do they do with them? Are Vila a real thing? I mean, I mean, no, a, no a Alice. No it's a, it's a, <laughs> Thank you, Micah. <laughs> no Alice. There's no such thing as Vila. Uh-huh. Well, it was Bob Vila. Well, who makes houses. Right. Did. What happened to him? House fell on him. <laughs> oh, wasn't good he wasn't at very it. good at making houses. <laughs> um, they are not. They are made up by Harry Potter. Okay, so they probably do eat people. Yeah, I assume this is their me- their method of attracting and making docile their prey. It's probably like. Oh my gosh, it was like the Native Americans, how they would do the hunting where they'd send a bunch of buffalo over the side of a cliff, you know, mm-hmm. and then they'd pick off the others because that's what they did at the beginning, right? They had all these guys who were about to like throw themselves right, yeah. off the ledge to impress them during the World Cup. And oh, then they that's just eat right. them. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we don't find out because Harry Potter and team just leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, you know, Ron's fine. So I guess we're just going to go now. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think Ron is affected but not Harry? Because I know that, you know, they're both susceptible, right? I think didn't Harry just cover his ears? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I think they warned him to cover his ears at the World Cup. Maybe. Ron's just uh, not, not, uh, not, not good for that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they see a really creepy green face up in the sky with a serpent crawling in and out of it. It's the Dark Mark. The Dark Mark. The Dark Mark. The Dark Mark. <laughs> you know, I have to admit, the Dark Mark is a pretty baller calling card although it does sound a little bit like it was designed by a 12 year old like if you ask a 12 year old what's the coolest shit you can imagine it's a skull with a snake coming out of its mouth well, guys the person who named it the dark mark is probably the same person who named himself Lord Voldemort yeah, right? <laughs> Touche. Uh-huh. I, I, I was thinking and also he named his 
his team, the Death Eaters. <laughs> Come on. Like, He's I like, think we're going to be called the Death Eaters. He set all this stuff up when he was like 16 or something. And, uh-huh. You know, this, this kind of the names just didn't age well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to undo the thing when you like set up a group like the Death Eaters, right? It's like, yeah. guys, we've got to change our names. It's like, no, yeah. we're kind of Why don't we just, well, let's not call it the Dark Mark anymore. Let's just, call it the Evil Sign or something. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't know, man. We like the Dark Mark. <laughs> It's, it's alliterative, right? We're used to it, yeah. Not yeah. alliteration. What is it? Dark Consonance. Mark? Consonance? Oh, assonance. Assonance, yeah. assonance, yeah. I guess. Or it's just rhyming. It's assonant. Assonant. Yeah. You're assonant. <laughs> Face is assonant. Oh. But whoever... Um, so spirits that you'd like to use the same sound in multiple words are assonantors. <laughs> are we coming back? We're, we're not done with that? No? Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Every episode, that's going to come with terrible puns it's for It's funnier and funnier. <laughs> I mean, I, I did laugh this time. I'll give you that. <laughs> they also, but but they also find Bagman often. Like this, this is slightly before the Dark Mark appears. They find uh, Bagman off in the woods by himself. Yeah, but that was really weird, weird right? Mm-hmm. Like he seems like disheveled or, yeah. or disoriented or something. Yeah, not okay. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think he's the Dark Marker. <laughs> the, the Dark Marker. Yeah, they want to meet. Because they don't, they don't know who made the dark mark. No, they just hear this voice really close to them, though. Yeah. Um, a big, big voice, booming voice. And it brings all the a bunch of wizards over who just immediately start blasting stunning spells <laughs> at Harry and all of them. I thought I thought for a moment that, because, you know, Harry just tells everyone to duck, right? Yeah. I thought for a moment they were all going to blast each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the, it, goes, it just goes off into the forest all around them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Mr. Crouch is there, and Mr. Crouch is insane. Yeah, he's acting mm-hmm. nuts. You know, earlier on when we met him, he was kind of ordered and, and, and you know, like, together. But, man, he is acting super weird now. Yeah, like, he just gets right on them and is accusing these 14-year-olds, I think they are now. Yeah. Yeah, of having done this when they weren't even alive when the last go-round. Yeah. Know? And, How would they even know, right? I think, was it Bagman or somebody has to say, like, dude... They, they weren't born. And also, Harry Potter is like the legendary foe of Voldemort. <laughs> it's probably not Harry Potter who did it. Just, yeah. you know, hazarding a guess here. Yeah. And as they're searching, they found Crouch's house elf, Winky, stunned with the wand. And I guess that's the one that did it. They used some some charm to determine that the last thing it cast was the Dark Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's Harry's wand, which isn't at all surprising. I know, right? Yeah. He's going to get pulled into this weirdness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Didn't uh, didn't Dobby used to use his elf magic to like mess with Harry Potter and take his stuff all the time? Yeah, yeah. apparently house elves are very have very powerful magic. Is what so they said. I buy this story that Winky took the stole the wand from Harry Potter and used it to do the dark mark, and I think mm-hmm. Crouch put her up to it. That's yeah, what I think. Oh, what do you really? think that? Because she works for Crouch. Yeah, but Crouch is like like everyone knows that she works for Crouch, right? That's a problem. Yeah, but I, I don't think he expected her to get caught. Oh, didn't expect her to get blasted. Yeah, or and that's why he really clever thing because mm-hmm. they're all like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna punish this house elf," and he's like, "No, no, no, just let her go home with me. I, I promise, I'm gonna punish her pretty bad, real bad stuff." No, he doesn't though. He says, "He says you're free. He you're fires out her. of here. Yeah, he fires her. It's, like, it's gonna be closed for you." Which he, he said he, he said he's going to. Oh, oh, that's a big difference. So it may not actually happen, right? Yeah, or maybe he's just gonna burn her because he's a jerk, and he, even though he gave her the order, he's gonna punish her. Yeah, he seems like he might do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like I don't like this couch fella at all. Yeah. I don't like Winky. You don't like Winky? Don't trust her. I don't trust Dobby either. <laughs> you, <laughs> I don't like any of these house elves. Oh, I see. So you don't trust house elves? We've met two house elves. Dobby was extremely untrustworthy, right? Yes, that's true. And 
Winky is acting really strange. She's like, no, Winky loves slavery. All elves love slavery. And then she's, we find her at the scene of the crime. I just don't trust any of them mm-hmm. that we've met so far. Yeah, I, I don't know. Every time they, they, they talk about house elves, it makes, like, I'm sure we'll talk about this again later, but I actually kind of don't particularly like the way that Rowling handles house elves in yeah. general. Uh, because it's clearly slavery, and she has a character who, as we'll see in this book, makes a thing about it and like rather than kind of exploring that and giving her you know some kind of like reward reward system for that she's treated as kind of a joke Mm -hmm. and all the other all the wizards are like no no that's silly they like it and then the houses are like yeah we like it it's just like "Eh, that's a little weird right like dobby didn't right he's the only one though every other house we've encountered so far well and we we, we can talk about that because it's gonna come up yeah Mm -hmm. sure yeah. Um, but but as a kind of a throwaway thing, we learned that house elves are, it's illegal for house elves to carry wands. Mm-hmm. That's weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a little strange. Right. So they can't even defend themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, they, I'm sure they're not allowed to read or write either. <sighs> I mean, that would... That would uh, not allowed to them, congregate? Give them uh, ideas, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it bothers me the way, I don't know if this is the right place to talk about it or not, but it really bothers me the way J.K. Rowling has them talk and I think I might have talked about this when we met uh, Dobby too because there's that kind of patois that you see um, in old movies that represented slaves they talk that way and the most famous example is the in Gone with the Wind Prissy I ain't know nothing but I ain't know nothing about birth and no babies Miss Scarlet and that's the way Winky's talking like bad grammar it's it's really uncomfortable yeah. And I, but I wonder though cuz if she was American, you could draw that direct line, but with being British, I wonder cuz they don't have the same sort of relationship with slavery that America. I actually has made had. the that literal note in my notes, you know, a little bit later on in the story cuz it comes up again. Um but yeah, yeah, it's it's I I am curious if this would have been handled very differently if we were an American author because I know that slavery was a thing in the UK, but not for as long, and it was ended a lot earlier, I believe. Mm-hmm. They didn't have war about it. They didn't have reconstruction or yeah. any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe Rowling wouldn't necessarily have like the cultural like they have it culturally ingrained how like I, this is. I think she's I think she's borrowing the tropes of that kind of post war lost cause kind of world, uh-huh. but I don't think she realizes how offensive that is in America. I, I think that would make sense, right? I mean, you know, she would she wouldn't know. How would she know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Either way, there's a pretty half-assed interrogation. They're like, you know, did you do it? You, you probably did it. You know, and, and then <laughs> yeah. I guess they, they call it a day. I guess we figured it out. Good job, guys. Like, did you do it? No. You probably did it, didn't you? No. If you didn't do it, say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're at our wit's end. Let it go. Uh, so, yeah, it's... it's uh, a little, you know, a little, a little weird. But. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Weasley provides some context for why seeing the dark mark is so horrifying. And it's because the last time Voldemort was around the Death Eaters when they would go and they'd murder an entire family and then they'd throw a dark mark up above the house. And so whoever came home would see that there, which is eerie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah. But they would, they would murder wizards though, right? Both. Yeah, probably Muggles. wizards more often but I think the muggles, they probably murdered a lot of muggles, but that was like not a big deal back then. But they do, do the dark mark or something. Would the I muggles think the dark that? mark is kind of like the equivalent of like the burning cross on the lawn, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah we, Terror we, symbol. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the motherfucking Death Eaters are back. Yep. Possibly. 
Oh, Probably. I want to point out that, uh, you know, they, they come back and they find the, was it Fred George, Bill, Charlie, Percy, the other ones who've gone missing. And Bill has this, like, cut down his arm. I'm just like, that's going to leave a really cool scar. And he's just going to yeah, be, like, right. that much cooler for having it. In right, fact, yeah. he's going to be like, you know, oh, the scar? Yeah, you know, I just got it saving some muggles at the Quidditch World Cup. No big deal. Yeah, Attack know? of the Death Eaters. You know, the Dark Mark was there or whatever. But Yeah, there's no way Bill isn't crushing pussy. <laughs> right? Like, ser- seriously, they're like, Bill, are you ever going to get married? He's like, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> got to play the field, man. Or, or crushing D, you know. Yeah, that's D. a good point. We don't yeah. we don't know what Bill's into, and, you know, good for him that's either way. Good, he could be a wand swallower. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Which that's where he would, keeps again it. would be a great yeah, that's, yeah. No, Bill keeps his wand in his throat it's <laughs> a great trick at parties wow. until you have to retrieve it alright chapter 10 mayhem at the ministry yeah they head back to the borough I do want to point out that uh, at the very beginning of this chapter they, they pass by Mr. Roberts who is clearly not okay. No, we've been t- we talked last time about like the memory charm. It's like I wonder if there's effects for yeah. having obliviated someone over and over and over right, again. Yeah. And it's it's summer, right? This is the end of summer break, and he says Merry Christmas to them as they leave. <laughs> and yeah. Mr. is like, No, nah, he'll be yeah, fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, and he probably has horrifying dementia for the rest of his life. Yeah. And do they check up on these people that they obliviate? I would bet not. No. Not, you know, yeah, Mr. Roberts is not hearing from and those it, wizards again. And if any of the the other wizards get too worried about the Muggles that they've messed up, you know. Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, there's a solution for it. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, I feel bad for Mr. Roberts. Has a rough time and probably will have a, a rough time from here on out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I can't remember where I leave things. And, and probably his field has been destroyed. Oh, uh, also that, yeah. His... I assume they take down that stadium that they built on his land? Did they? I mean, like, they just put a big repelling charm on it, so there's no problem, right? Just no one will ever go to his place again. <laughs> <laughs> they just destroyed his livelihood. I keep trying to go check on my sheep, but I just always remember something I have to go do. That's right. <laughs> oh, Mr. Roberts, the real victim of this book. Yeah. Uh, they also introduce a... Oh, yeah, okay, so okay. this is the point that I wanted to make about the Death Eaters. This is kind of how all the wizards treat muggles right I, this is kind of how mr weasley treated the dursleys that's what I, yeah did you not like, like these these death eaters the only problem is that they're not related to ministry officials <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing right yeah. it's like they're going around committing crimes against muggles and there's no one to even like you know cover for them because they're not related to yeah right yeah just, it's just like a factional struggle really it, that's what those really are our muggles to brutalize because <laughs> yeah i mean like yes Putting them up in the air and waving around is is real scary. But so is having your tongue grow so big that you almost choke to right. death on it, right? Having a bunch of wizards charge out of your fireplace <laughs> and start cursing your child. That's right. Again, the second time. Because, you know, the, the pigtail. But you're saying we're introduced to somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're introduced to a character that, that I, I remember disliking immensely. Uh, Rita Skeeter. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's somebody. Yeah, she's the the author. We haven't the journalist. To, sorry, yeah, you're right. The journalist. Um, you know, she's she she's a I guess kind of like a what do you call it a tabloid ish mm-hmm. journalist. She writes a lot of rumor and and you know probably mm-hmm. very popular, but but uh, doesn't necessarily have a, a firm relationship with the truth. I very sensationalist. Met- I haven't met her yet, but I really like the article she writes. Yeah, tell, tell <laughs> it's me. It's like real muckraking, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, the ministry screwed up again today, you know? I, like, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no. Yeah, she'll get to the bottom of it, you know? Shine a light in the darkest crevices of this corrupt organization. It's such a great name, too. Rita Skeeter. Rita Skeeter, Rita Skeeter yeah. Skeeter. I like that one. It has a nice ring to it, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
And she's annoying like a mosquito, is I guess where she's a blood sucker. Was going through it. Okay. Yeah, it seems like that parasite the uh, implication. Mm. Yeah. Read a skeeter. Read a skeeter. Um Harry does finally actually reveal his scar thing to his friends. Mm -hmm. And they immediately do exactly what he said they were gonna do, yeah. right? Uh Hermione's like, you should go tell Dumbledore and tell, you know, all these other people. And also, I'm going to go find a book about it, which is, again, not a bad response. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on Team Hermione here. Yeah. And Ron says, oh, no, we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, like Ron does. Yeah. And, but they mentioned, uh, they also mentioned Trelawney, and I had kind of forgotten that she sort of foreshadowed all of this in the last book. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one time she told a, a fortune. So, yeah, speaking of Rita Skeeter, he, yeah, Percy is complaining about Rita Skeeter because she's... She's saying they spend too much time regulating cauldron thickness and not enough time uh, dealing with vampires, <laughs> which I've got to agree with her, right? <laughs> vampires like a probably a bigger problem than thin cauldrons. Well, Percy makes the point that according to the whatever the non wizard magical creatures, I don't know. He, he quotes something. I, I imagine he's saying that they're not actually allowed to hunt vampires anymore. Would be my guess. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're people too. Are they? I have no idea. Do we do we ever meet vampires in this series? We very briefly meet one, but they have nothing to do with the plot. It's just a quick comedic moment. Yeah. And I think she said later that she had really strongly toyed with the idea of making a vampire major character, but ultimately just didn't do it. Mm. Too much else going on. No. Yeah, well, there is the werewolf, so, you know. Mm -hmm. no. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say what happens in this chapter because there's just a lot of talking, really. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of complaining now because... Uh, the ministry is having a rough time and of course being a ministry official is really a tough job when you can't bribe your way out of everything so you know mm -hmm. having to do actual work and they're mm -hmm. just like man this is terrible being a public servant right now when I can't just make all the problems go away yeah damn those journalists damn those journalists I know mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think right like if she keeps writing about this government then the government just I mean that's how you get wizard audited right like Suddenly, the Daily Prophet has like financial problems because they, it turns out they haven't been <laughs> right. paying taxes. That like, they have didn't they know tried about. just buying off Rita Skeeter? Right, it might work. Maybe that's what she's maybe that's what she's angling for here. She's like, somebody yeah. pay me some money to stop talking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they head back to the Weasley Mansion. What is it called? The the Burrow. The Burrow. That's a pretty mm -hmm. good name for a mansion. And they they catch up. We find out a bunch about a bunch of ministry business. Okay. I didn't like the whole idea of the Weasley family being super corrupt, but you guys have a really good point here. And I want to further add to it. Mrs. Weasley was able to go to Harry's bank vault and withdraw gold. Uh-huh. Yeah. You think anyone can just yeah. do that? Yeah. Who can do that? I mean, the wife of a ministry official? She didn't ask him beforehand, right? Not that we know. Not that we... She we, just assumed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. took a little bit off the top. Yeah. You know, just like a service fee, just right? A, you know, a little taste. Get a beak wet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you look, you know, school supplies are expensive and Harry Potter's probably not paying attention to how much these things cost. Like, right. Yeah. Probably wouldn't even notice if a little money went missing. She's got like 10 kids. How many kids did Harry Potter have? None. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a little... I, I like the when Weasley complains that after this debacle, the that everybody's been sending howlers to their their government representatives. Mm -hmm. I wish I could send a howler to my government representative. <laughs> I know, right, oh, man? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this this would be like I would abuse the shit out of this ability, right? <laughs> Absolutely, I would like. I don't care how much it costs. I send one every day. 
<laughs> they're going to be like, just don't open any mail that comes from this address. Yeah. They explode. And it's always a howler. The howlers explode if you don't open them. That's what they said. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what they, yeah, they, they burst into flames. I think we, we, we learned that in the, when Neville got one, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it Ron? I should say, I don't want to blow up my government representative. No, <laughs> no. I just want to shout at them. <laughs> yes. And they have to have dress robes this year. And Ron has a, a gross one. Yeah, I gotta say that wizard formal wear sounds like it might actually be worse than than normal muggle formal wear. It sounds kind of hideous. Sounds awesome. You think it, so? They're wearing like dresses. Well, they're already wearing dresses, but these are, it's like a, a lime green one or something with with. Or is oh, it, it's lime it's green, bottle, lace? Bottle green. Right? Harry green has a bottle with lace? green one. No, it, and it doesn't have anything on it, but Ron's has lace. I think it's supposed to be like a 70s. Is that what it was? It's like a prince. Okay, actually, no, used actually now I'm coming around to it. <laughs> that seems so baller, right? This, just like David Bowie. I was I was imagining like a big like rough like like mm-hmm. a like lizard or something. But you know if it's if it's just like around the neck, that'd be kind of cool. Well, like, yeah. If you're a kid, that's really embarrassing. If you're an adult, vintage is cool. That, that's a good point. When you're 14, that's humiliating. Yeah, I think if I had been 14 and, and had been forced to wear like a you know like a 70s like leisure suit, I probably would have been real uncomfortable well, about it. Here's my advice to Ron: You're going to stand out. You should own it. Well, people are going to be jealous of you if you're confident. No, you're you're right. You know, and and that's I think that you know maybe Ron can come around to that idea. But yeah, I mean, like that's what's really lacking here is he just doesn't feel yeah. good about it. This 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 scene is actually a little sad because it's like it's it's a very uncomfortable thing because it's it's really a, about like money, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. And Ron just gets real real down about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that Ms. Weasley that both of them open their packages together in the same place because that just makes it so much worse for Ron. Yeah. Like, I don't think she meant for that to happen, but it seems like she should have just packed that and then they could have found out mm-hmm. later, maybe not in front of each other, to make this incredibly awkward scene. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, but I, I think the Weasleys are a lot richer than they let on. <laughs> I don't think Ron knows this. I think that this, this lifestyle is a choice. <laughs> you know, they put all their money in offshore accounts or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I this, mean, they did go to Egypt a while ago. But that's right? when they won that money. Yeah, we mysteriously won all this money in this uh, <clears throat> this uh, contest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Chapter eleven aboard the Hogwarts Express. Yeah, <laughs> I I love the start of this chapter because guess what happens? Mister Weasley gets called in to fix another situation. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like this time it's some guy named Mad Eye who's yeah, probably well, a really is, nice fellow, right? This is people actually, named Mad Eye are great, right? <laughs> this is his job, though, right? Mad Eye is is like blasting some muggles. And so he's out there to like prevent Mad Eye from killing a bunch of muggles. Like that's that's on the up and up, I think. Yeah, but no, but they they have a conversation. It's like, what's the lowest thing you can charge him with? It's like, oh yeah, some uh, some dustbins. Yeah, yeah, it's probably just caution, right? <laughs> uh huh. And they're like, you're Arthur. You're the only one who can get him off because you know that's what he does. He's a fixer. <laughs> this is right. Amy Stickery's been showing up a lot. Yeah, it's true. He shows up in their fireplace. <laughs> I, I was Just trying, his head. Yeah, is, 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 that, is he using flu powder or is this a different thing? I don't remember how this works. It's flu powder. So he's just like using flu powder but only sticking his head through? Yeah. <laughs> and then she gives him some toast on the way out. <laughs> I love that scene. That's really he's like, are you sure I can't offer you some toast? He's like, oh, all right. And she just like sticks it in his mouth. He's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> That's really funny. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we learned that Mad Eye is a former ministry enforcer, so obviously they have to take care of him. You know, ministry mm-hmm. takes care of its own. Oh, he's also an old friend of Dumbledore's. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, double connections. Yeah, he's, he's a, a counter-revolutionary. 
But this guy was an Auror. He was in charge of putting all the bad guys away. Yeah, which which I think is the first we've heard of that particular job, but I think it'd mm-hmm. be a, I think that'd probably be what I'd want to get into if I were a wizard. Mm-hmm. Going after the evil wizards, putting mm-hmm. them in Azkaban? Yeah. You know, torture jail? Or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, <this> guy, <laughs> Maybe they don't make it to Azkaban. They go after Death Eaters. Yeah, he, he's like Gangster Squad. That's right. Like, he's, he's, you know, untouchable. Sometimes the wizards make it to Azkaban. Sometimes they, uh, <clears throat> they're running away and, you know, they're, right, yeah. or they pull they a just, wand on you. Just they have keep to, resisting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably has a drop wand. Like a cheap Saturday night special wand that he drops on the corpse. Yeah, no serial number. <laughs> oh, it looks like they scraped the serial number off this wand. Yeah, drops a baggy wizard crack. <laughs> <laughs> the Death Eaters, man. <laughs> But we learn a little bit about other schools. Yeah. To answer yeah. some questions. Yeah, there's Beaubatons in France, mm-hmm. which is pretty stick. We don't know it's in France, Beautiful actually. Beautiful stick. Which I thought was kind of we interesting. Don't know, don't know where it is. They, 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 they speak French. You're right. It could be yeah, like yeah. Belgium. Yeah. Or was it Switzerland, maybe? It could be. Yeah. Parts of Switzerland. There are... Um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting because they mentioned that the location of wizarding schools is secret and i thought about it and i was like well we think we know where hogwarts is but they're also they board a magical train and that's the only way to get there right so that hogwarts is not necessarily even in england i mean we assume it's in england but it could be anywhere right i don't think that's the only way to get there is by the hogwarts express because where do all like the teachers come from they don't get there by the hogwarts express maybe they have a secret you know maybe they have a port key Mm, maybe Uh, they drove there in a car one time Oh, that's true. Flying car, but following the Hogwarts Express. <laughs> Were they following, following it the whole way? I think I think that's how they got yeah, there. Yeah, they kept dipping down and looking because uh, right, they didn't okay. know this. Just somewhere up in Scotland. Yeah, you're probably right. It probably isn't. Uh, they they probably know vaguely where it is. But I just thought it was interesting that the the locations of yeah. wizarding schools are kept secret. Yeah, I kind of actually kind of like this chapter where they got back into the old rhythms of Harry Potter, where you know Harry Potter gets on the train and he meets all his old friends, and it's kind of a replay of the first. You know, the beginnings of the previous books. Which they haven't actually been able to do in a long time. I, I think they mentioned that Harry hasn't done this in a couple of years because <laughs> mysterious things keep happening yeah. at the beginning of his <laughs> thing. You know, like yeah. he, he just ends up not being there at the, ha- the sorting ceremony. Because the first, the second year was when they took the car, I think, right? And then the third year, last year was when uh, the, he went with the ministry or whatever, right? Yeah, he went with the minister of magic. Because, uh, oh yeah, because he nearly killed his aunt or something. I don't know. No, it was because the, the guy was out to get him. It was because Sirius oh, Black was out yeah, to yeah, 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 quote, yeah, right. kill him. But chapter 12, the Triwizard Tournament, This, it's awesome that they got to... I'm, I'm really happy that we got to hear the Sorting Hat sing its little song. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this was really cool. I, I, my first, at first I wrote a note, I was like, is this a new song? Have we, never, have we heard this song before? And then they immediately say, the Sorting Hat writes a new song every year. I was like... That's kind of great, and I actually dig this song. Uh huh. Ron says it's got to be a pretty boring life being a hat. I guess he spends all year just making up the next year's song. <laughs> Which I mean, we, since we already know that this is just Dumbledore speaking through a hat, right, this yeah. is like Dumbledore like workshopping lyrics. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just like throwing it out there. Right. It's like it's not Dumbledore who's singing it, but if you like it, yeah. let me know. He's watching all the reactions. Like, check out my SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> but all the all the professors are back at the front table, and Harry's like looking at all of them and wondering where his next victim. Is. Yes, no. The first no thing he does teacher. is he scopes out the, for the new the, the defensive dark arts teacher. Um, Where is he? I know. I, I wrote the exact. I was like, he's scanning the tables. Like, oh, missing, interesting, empty chair. And, and it's just like Hermione's like, there's no DA professor. He's like, oh, I hadn't noticed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, really? I guess there isn't. He's laser focused on his new target. Mm-hmm. One important question: 
how do ghosts change their clothes? Because right? nearly headless snake, it says he was in his usual doublet with, but with a particularly large ruff. Yeah, to hold his head on. Mm-hmm. So oh, maybe they can will it. Is, is it? Does it have to be dead clothing? Yeah, how does that work? Clothing from a dead person. Oh, do they have to take the clothing from another ghost? Right? Do well, they have you... to find somebody wearing something they want and kill them? <laughs> I, I, I imagine it's more just like something where, okay, so his clothing is the same. It's an unusually large ruff. Maybe he could just like stretch it. Maybe he just like grabs the existing ruff and just like, you know, maybe it's slightly malleable. Maybe he was lucky enough to, to die with a, an extra ruff in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> He's just oh, got like a back pocket full of like ghost clothes. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the wizard world, you fill your pockets with different clothes you might want to wear when you're a ghost, just in case. I mean, if you knew that there was a potential that you could die and become a ghost and be wearing the same thing forever, you'd want to do that, right? Wait, was, was Nearly Headless Nick a wizard? Yes. They were all, all the Only wizards, wizards make ghosts. Oh, oh, that's sad. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I think wizards have souls. I think that's kind of implied, right? <laughs> Maybe. And another thing I found out from the Sorting Hat song, Godric Gryffindor was the one who created the Sorting Hat in the first place. So he got to decide who would go into his house. Was he just taking the best of them and just kind of throwing the rest out? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he claims that it was the Sorting Hat is designed to do a certain thing, but like, does it? Maybe there's some sort of like decision tree for it. And yeah. it starts with, you know, if... if Gryffindor decides he doesn't want them, then it goes it's down like, the list. Check their magic ability, then check their bank account, then check their family connections. Uh-huh. If, if they have all the right pedigree, then oh, Gryffindor, <laughs> you're brave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, brave is like a really difficult quality to to quantify, right? Isn't mm-hmm. it? It is interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you look at Neville Longbottom, who thought he was going to be in Hufflepuff or something, but he's from a good old wizarding family. Right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he doesn't class. have the skills, right? Like Neville is not. Well, I mean, I mean he's good at herbology. I, I, Sometimes people get into schools of higher education that they shouldn't get into just because their family is like, <laughs> rich or famous or something. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, I'm sure that never happens. No. I hate this because you're making me defend the books. But Neville Longbottom has shown bravery at moments throughout these books. Okay, Jeff, we get it. You love the books, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. Sometimes we're going to say things that are a little critical, Jeff. You're just going to have to deal with it, okay? But no, you're you're right. Neville does have moments of bravery despite the fact that he's like... He's, he has a lot, of, a lot of problems, but he has been willing to like stand up in the moment. So yeah, you could argue. He's a brave and kid. considering all the bad things that happen to him, it takes a lot of bravery just to show up at Hogwarts. <laughs> That's a good I mean, point. Dude can't go upstairs without being grabbed by an evil staircase. <laughs> that literally happens in this castle. Oh, yeah. bless his heart. Oh. oh, this made me mad though. Uh, Fred, an eleven-year-old, is just sorted into Slytherin, and Fred and George hiss at him. That's why Slytherins are assholes. Because mm-hmm. you have these these. Fred and George must be like 17 or 16 at this point. Uh-huh. And they're, they're probably 16. They're probably like one of those popular kids in school, yeah, right? Yeah, they're like, jocks. If you're, if you're and 11 they're... years old, these like you probably look up to these dudes. Mm-hmm. And oh. they just immediately start hissing this tiny little kid who's away from home for the first time in his life yeah. for things he has no idea. It seems pretty shitty, right? It mm-hmm. is shitty. They're bullies. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. the jocks, the bullies who like play practical jokes and it's supposed to be really funny, but nobody else actually thinks it's funny. And so, the, yeah, I mean, like we've had this discussion before. Does Slytherin make evil wizards or do, I mean, do evil wizards go to Slytherin or does Slytherin, being a Slytherin turn you into an evil wizard? Mm-hmm. And like this behavior could cause somebody to react really, you know, Yeah, poorly, no wonder right? they're so insular. And they might have a persecution complex going on there, which makes them... Yeah. Yeah. Because they're kind of right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone hates them. 
I, I, would, I do want to point out, you know, we, we were talking about the DA professor and they call out the fact that uh, they've never had one last more than like a couple of terms or whatever, but they don't mention that two of the three most recent dark arts professors were retired by a certain Harry Potter and his gang. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of gloss over that, right? Mm-hmm. Weren't three of the three retired? Lupin, Lupin uh, retired himself, technically. Yes. He, he tagged himself out I guess out so. Harry fast. Potter was there. The, Harry Potter was definitely was there. fingering his wand. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Quirrell died. Um, right. Gilderoy Lockhart was, his mind was destroyed. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Lupin right. left. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 the position certainly has a, a, a track record, right? Mm-hmm. So, which means um, Dumbledore has to bring in the baddest motherfucker he knows, and it's Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah, I know. This I, is I, a great intro. All, I, 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 I love Mad-Eye Moody yeah. in this. I love the description. I love the the way he like re- interacts. We'll, we'll see more about him later. But like, I would totally be friends with this dude. He's yeah, great. Alice, Alice, you're totally right. Like the this is like the baddest dude that Dumbledore could find, right? <laughs> like these people keep getting run out of school by this these maniac students. So like, like who's the best wizard fighter I know? <laughs> right? Who, I, who kills wizards all day? He kills <laughs> evil wizards. Yeah. I know. All I could think was like, oh, Harry Potter's got his work cut out for him this time. Right. He he's literally has an eye that can see all around him. You can't sneak up on this guy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We, we are, um, and he, he's awesome. He's got like, he's all super scarred and he like didn't give a crap about anything. His entrance is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the middle of Dumbledore's speech, he like, kicks, kicks open the, the door, door. <laughs> lightning shoots up mm-hmm. behind him and throws his shadow ahead. Guys, guy knows how to make an entrance. And did you catch he has a peg leg that's carved in the shape of a claw? Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's great. So, I was thinking, you know, they can regrow limbs in this world. Uh-huh. That is an affectation. <laughs> it's, a, it's a conscious choice, right? <laughs> Honestly, like with, with no Mad-Eye being the way it is, it's probably, it's probably like a magic... Like you know, murder foot or something like that. You know, it's, it's probably, like it's better than yeah. his actual foot. Like if anything ever kills me, my foot will, ch- will hunt them down and kill them. <laughs> <laughs> probably exactly. What it is. So yeah, Mad Eye Moody is the best. I love mm-hmm. him. It's a great entrance. We also learned that they're not doing wizard sports ball this year because they're having a great big tournament. They are the Tri Wizard Tournament. All the secrecy that we've been you know building up to because everyone's talking about this. It's like the worst kept secret ever because. The only people who don't know seem to be Harry and his friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even Malfoy knows about it. He's like, oh, I guess you don't know about this. I'm glad they're not doing Quidditch this year. I'm glad that she made that not a thing. Because we had the Quidditch World Cup, which was great. And I would have been kind of bored with more Quidditch, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a little Quidditched out, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, I, I think we've gone over in detail, like, what my problem with the sport. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, the, this new thing sounds fun. Um, and it's interesting because it's, they mentioned there's a competition where the death toll is so high that it's decided to stop doing it. And I was like, how high must that death toll be? Because, <laughs> like, just everyday life in wizard school is murderous, right? Like, mm-hmm. how many people have died up until now? Yeah, no. only... Only three wizards participate in it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So, is the death toll three? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, what's the number, right? Like, oh, one year all three died, and we didn't have a winner, so we should probably just not do it anymore. <laughs> but so, so the students of Bobaton and Durmstrang are going to actually be coming to Hogwarts and going to classes with them for the whole year. So, oh, cool. a little like, cultural mix-up would be fun. Cool. I want to see more wizards. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's pretty nifty. And mm-hmm. Hermione has started getting righteous about the house elves. Yeah, she learns that that Hogwarts has over a hundred house elves working there, mm-hmm. unpaid. That's yeah. got to be a horrifying discovery. I've been wondering about this, right? Where's all the food coming from? Where's all the 
the work getting done because there's nobody who works there except for Filch. Well, the professors. Yeah, but nobody, no like facilities people, right? Sure. There are no no staff that aren't faculty. Yeah. And uh, but I guess there are. There's a bunch of magic slaves. Yeah, and, and she mentions, oh, you know, we we've never seen them. Why? And I, whoever it is, I don't remember who tells her. Uh, basically says, oh yeah, that's because a good you don't see a good house self. I was like, what? Are you serious? This is so wrong. You know, good house self is. Yeah, you know, I honestly seen. expect expected this anger to come from Ron instead of Hermione. Yeah, why? Because I've always felt like Ron is the righteous one. He gets angry at things that aren't right. Is he? I don't know. I feel like Ron does. I don't think Ron is is thoughtful enough. If that makes sense. Well, that's yeah. He's not thoughtful at all. But he he doesn't like unfairness. You know, he gets angry. The problem is he comes. He's a wizard, though. He comes from this wizarding world where that's just true. the way it is. Yeah, and true. Hermione is an outsider. And that's and I guess that's that's and has conceivably read a history book before. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, it, it, I think that's the way they present it too. Is like she hasn't she hasn't lived with it, so it's it's a foreign concept to her rather than it actually being wrong, which. It is. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it's interesting that Harry doesn't have more of a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like, Ron, I get, you know, if, if you've spent your whole life knowing, quote unquote, that house elves want to be in this slavery position, then sure, maybe. But, like, Harry has no experience with this, and he just it doesn't seem to bother him at all. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he was locked under a staircase for a lot of his life, so maybe he just, you know... He doesn't have a... He doesn't have a whole lot of empathy for that sort of thing. In general. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, but anyway, with the Triwizard Tournament, we learned that there's an age limit, which means that, yeah, Harry's not going to be able to participate, right? No, no, yeah. not at all. There's no way. Chapter 13, Mad-Eye Moody. Oh, they've got a picture of him. He looks so good. I love his face. He's got that, like, that crazy eye. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They... So they start going to classes... They go to their care of magical creatures class where they study blast ended scroots, and Hagrid is still a terrible teacher. Yeah, I wrote this blast ended scroots are what happens when you have an underqualified person, a friend of the 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 school headmaster who's just like given a job, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, so what are they good for? And he's like, uh, that's next week's lesson. Yeah, right. What, what do they eat? Uh, so I won't even like pick up a book to find out what these things eat. I'm just I like, know. oh shit, I have got these creatures. I don't know, they seem cool. They don't Try and even... feed them or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I may it, like, watch out, they explode sometimes. I was hired literally because of my knowledge of magical creatures, but I don't know anything about this incredibly dangerous one. I don't know that he's actually all that knowledgeable about magical creatures. I think all he has is uh tough and lack of fear. Like that's like that's that's his de- way of dealing with every magical creature we've encountered, right? He's like he can, he's resistant to damage, so he can handle things that are big and you know dangerous. And he's you know and he's got like empathy, I guess, for them. You know he 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 loves them, but I don't know that he's actually very good at dealing with them. Because mm-hmm. we you know we've got uh, what a dragon that nearly killed a bunch of people, and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, a hippogriff that does actually hurt someone pretty badly. I mean, you know. right? Yeah, I mean the. This, it doesn't one of the kids get their hands burned in this scene here? Yes, yeah. There's, one of the blasted screws explodes like they do. Because he tells them, like, get in there, you know, touch them. And, <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, they explode. That's why they're called blasted screws. Yeah, all right. Going down the chain of bad classes, we they go to divination with Professor Trelawney. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of, a, they're just mean to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I mean, I, I, 
I think she's kind of another terrible professor, honestly. Like, I, not that necessarily that that gives them the right to be cruel to her or make fun of her or whatever, but she's terrible at what she does, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get the feeling she got this job because she she does literally have foresight occasionally, but like, I think that she doesn't. I don't think she actually. The fact that they are able to make stuff up and get it by her, I think, is the fact that betrays the fact that she doesn't actually know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even like intellectually. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, like I said last time we talked about her, either she's just a joker, right? Or she's right, and this is the kind of mindset you have to have to to start doing divination. And so all of this sort of like not really knowing what she's talking about stuff is actually part of the process to to do the thing. Her her famous ancestor, which is the reason why she got the job at all, was named Cassandra. And Cassandra was the one who made all the predictions that were true, but... Nobody believed them, right? Right, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Trojan. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. But so far, her predictions have not come especially true, except for the one. That one's definitely, like, spot on. Mm-hmm. We well, saw it. I mean, she predicted a bunch of, like, dangerous stuff for Harry Potter, which is kind of a... That's a hole-in-one, right? That's easy. That's a gimme, right? Like, I, I yeah. mean, like, yeah, Harry's going to face some some terrible tri- <laughs> some terrible tribulation this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that happened last two years, See, right? Next year, something very dramatic will happen to you, Harry Potter. <laughs> Which will come to a culmination in this in the spring. <laughs> yeah, before the end of the school year, there will be a, a resolution to this terrible thing. I'm guessing May fifteenth. <laughs> and we get another we get another newspaper article from Rita Skeeter, and this one is calling Arthur Weasley out. Except they call him Arnold Weasley, but I you know, know, still, I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's very that's, shady. That's a little harsh." Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I was just all, all I could think was, "Man, this media outlet is really picking a fight with uh, an organization that mm-hmm. has no trouble with." I'm, I'm surprised mm-hmm. the Aurors don't find out that she's actually a dark wizard. I know, right? Like they might find Mad Eye Moody uh, messing up their dustbins. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Mad Eye. But Harry and um, Malfoy get into it, uh-huh. and Malfoy tries to hit Harry from behind, and so he's turned into a ferret, because that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, he just turns yes. him into a ferret and starts bouncing him. Yeah. What the fuck? And it says the ferret is squealing in pain. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know much about ferrets, but if you bounce them off the floor, they don't like it, right? Yeah, I would imagine yeah, that. It's, it's actually a stone floor. It's actually kind of a terrifying scene if you think about it, right? Like, he turns him into a... A small defenseless creature, and then essentially beats him against the floor, right? Right, yeah. Against the rocks. And keeps doing it. Mm-hmm. And then all, like, Harry realizes what's going on. Mad Eye Moody did this to prevent Malfoy from ganking Harry. Yeah. And then he keeps doing it. And then McGonagall walks in and says, What are you doing? And then he keeps doing it. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I'm teaching a lesson. <laughs> like, you can't do that. She even says, like, Didn't Dumbledore tell you you can't do stuff like that? And he's like, yeah, well, whatever. (laughs) I do think that's a little funny, though, right? You can't turn students into other things as punishment. We send them into certain doom in the restricted dark forest. That's what we do with with students to punish them. It's not okay to turn them into things. We send them to go get wrapped in webs by the spider cult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because somebody else is doing it. Yeah, that's right. right. They keep their heads clean. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I, I do uh, enjoy Mad Eye Moody still. Like I, he has a just a funny way about him. I, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, they again they they present Mad Eye Moody as this motherfucker who's like fought the darkest, evilest wizards out there, 
can see in every direction, including like through stuff and through his own head and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's never fought Harry motherfucking Potter, so <laughs> we'll see how this goes. I still give them even odds. Uh, and Mad-Eye has it out for Draco's father, too, and Professor Snape. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're probably Death Eaters. At mm -hmm. least Draco or uh, Lucius Malfoy. Well, let's definitely put that, take the sin of the fathers on the son there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, chapter 14 The Unforgivable Curses. We learned that uh, Moody's only, Mad Eye Moody's only staying for a year, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like, mm -hmm. oh, what is, why only a year? Why does Dumbledore ask him to commit to one year? Mm -hmm. Dumbledore's got a plan, he's doing something. Mm hmm. The, the Triwizard Tournament is happening here. Dumbledore just brought in like his heaviest hitter to just be on site. Or maybe he's to demonstrate that a teacher can survive a year in this position. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, all I could think was, I'm sure that's more than enough time for Harry Potter. <laughs> well, not to jump ahead too much, but we do find out Sirius, right? They were, uh, Harry finally receives a letter back from Sirius at the end. And in the letter, Sirius says... Uh, Dumbledore has got Mad-Eye out of retirement, which means he's reading the signs even if no one else is. Yeah. yeah. And we like we can we can infer what that means just because we know that uh you know, Voldemort's back, right? Mm -hmm. We know that for a fact. So it's interesting to think that Dumbledore also must suspect that. Yeah, so he's getting Mad-Eye Moody on deck. To either protect Harry or restrain Harry? <laughs> Hard <laughs> right. to say, right? <laughs> Hard to say. Maybe both, you know? that's Sometimes you have to keep someone safe by keeping them from going on a murder rampage. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, like, it, it would actually make a lot of sense for him bringing him as security. If, now that we know the Triwizard Tournament is happening, like, that presents a pretty big target for an evil wizard, right? A bunch of schools, a bunch of kids brought in from different areas. Right. If something were to happen to them, I mean, maybe what really goes on at these Triwizard tournaments and why they cancel them is because the the faculty starts fighting each other, and Dumbledore's like, "If that happens, we're going to win." Yep. But we get to see, we get to see one of Mad Eye's lessons, his first lesson, which is on the three unforgivable curses. <laughs> Jeff, how did you feel about this lesson? This was great. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, this is what we've been waiting for this whole time. Like, Mad-Eye Moody's like, okay, there's three things that you never ever should teach a child, and here's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> they now told they, me you're not allowed to learn this yeah, shit. You're not, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, but, but you've got to know. Constant vigilance. Uh -huh. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> and he just has some spiders, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to bring you some spiders. I'm going to use the terrible curses on them just to show people what it is. That's the lesson. What did you think about the terrible curses? Uh, they were pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think if you can puppet somebody like that, then with the whatever you call it, the imperious, imperious curse, curse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. then it opens a lot of questions about who's doing what and why. Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly right, and I think that Mad Eye Moody says as much that that a lot of the reason that some people who they thought were dark wizards didn't end up going to Azkaban is because they claimed that they were under the imperious curse. Though, how would you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the thing I like most about Mad-Eye is that he's a window into the world outside of Hogwarts. He's not a Hogwarts insider at all. And I think that's super cool that he can give us some insight into just kind of the history of everything that had been happening in the darkness that's out there. That's a good point. So if you can consider the category of ministry and Hogwarts officials, then that covers almost every character that we meet, right? Like there are some, some side characters like... Uh, the, the kid who drives the night bus and, 
um, what like the some of the people who work in Diagon Alley. Yeah, the, you meet you know, Ollivander. That are there are a couple of like side characters, but all of the important characters are either in the government or in the school. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. And, and Mad Eye is a government official, sort of, but you know, he's he's pretty rogue. Yeah, he's pretty rogue. Mm-hmm. He's he's like off the off the off the reservation. Mm-hmm. But Neville doesn't take the lesson very well at all. No, poor guy. He yeah. freaks out when he sees the Cruciatus curse, which is just torture. It's horribly torturing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Hermione's been running back and forth to the library, and I was like, what is she up to? You know, because last year it was time travel. So this year, what natural laws is she breaking? Is she <laughs> practicing necromancy in the library? <laughs> but no, it turns out she's, uh, she's forming a new organization. She is. We've after class we find out she's she's formed uh, SPEW, the Society for the Promotion of Elfish Warfare. Like, okay, Hermione, okay, you could have workshopped that one a little bit. <laughs> I know, and and like I know I said this before, and again we'll, we'll probably talk about it again, but it's just it kind of it's just making a gag out of her. Yeah, her, her absolutely right. Her friends are super shitty about this, uh-huh. even if they disagree with her. She's gone in with them on some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, while they've been here. That's true. Like, Some, she like, always real, is down, right? And, she's, and she says, this is a bad idea. I don't want to do this. But she's there for her friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but she wants them to do this thing, which is nothing. Like, wear a dumb badge. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're like, no, that's stupid. Why would we do anything for you? Civil rights are dumb. That's yeah. right. That's true. They're not being good friends back to her. Yeah, so I, I wasn't... I went back and forth on whether I thought she was right about this. Uh-huh. Because, you know, slavery's bad, right? Yes. But... They tell us that the health cells like to be slaves. Okay. If that's true, then there's nothing wrong here. Yeah. But if they like to be slaves, why do they have to be magically enchanted to stay slaves? Why do they have to have this whole, they can't wear clothing so they don't escape thing? Yeah. Oh. Right? That's, a very, that's an interesting why, point. Why do you put the chains on them if they don't want to run away? Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting point, yeah. And, and they, they're talking, all these people are saying, well, the health cells like it, but what else are the health cells going to say? Right. Like if you ask choice, them, right? do you like being a slave? If they say no, they just get punished. Mm-hmm. Are they even allowed to say that? Can they even say that if they're magically compelled to right. do what you want? Is right? anybody listening to them? Is Hermione literally the only wizard out there who's standing yeah. up for house elf rights? Yeah, specifically, how does Ron know that they like being slaves? Did just some other people tell him that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time Ron talks about house elves, it makes me like cringe a little bit because like the things he's saying mm-hmm. are are. Very often things that were used to justify slavery in the in American mm-hmm. history. You know? We've been working like house elves here. I'm I'm impressed by her organization, though. Uh, she's come up with a list of things, of, of goals for them. And starting with fair wages and working conditions. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. And then going on to changing the law about non-wan use. And then trying to get them into getting them represented. Because they're shockingly underrepresented. They don't <laughs> yeah. even have a voice. That's true. So maybe, right? I don't know, maybe like... Three fifths of a voice, or something. Perhaps. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, just a thought. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I'm totally on her side now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I I do love her and Ron's approach to their divinations homework to, to change tracks. They're like they're like at first they're trying to do it, they're doing all the math. They're like, fuck it, let's make shit up. And then they're just kind of they go down the list. It's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna get uh, drowned probably this week, and. They're like, oh, you, you have drawn in twice. No, I'm, I'm going to be trampled by a hippogriff. That's what yeah. I thought that was kind of a funny scene. Mm-hmm. Um, see. And then he gets the letter from Sirius. Yeah, Hedwig's back, mm-hmm. which I was a little worried about her. You know, she's been gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the letter says that Harry's murder wizard uncle is coming for a visit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Harry's like, no, that's bad news. 
Because it is, right? I mean, like, it's risky. It's very risky for him. Well, yeah, I, I can see where Harry's coming from because he didn't want to get his uncle in trouble. But also, it seems like what Dumbledore thinks is going to happen is it's going to be the Dark Wizard times and everything's going to go off, in which case we want Sirius around. Yeah, he is, he is pretty... It seems like he's a pretty good uh, guy to have in your corner in that situation. Mm-hmm. Was he... He wasn't an Aura, right? Was he? No. Yeah. What was his Cause job? Because he, he was in Azkaban for like 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, like he was he was already an that adult was, at that point. Wasn't you know? that when they were just like just out of school? I don't think so, because Harry was already born. They were, it was, they were a few years out of school. Oh, okay. His yeah. parents had them when he was, when they were 21. And they graduate when they're 17, 18. So yeah, I wonder what his job was before he got, uh, you know, thrown in wizard jail. Mm, I don't know. So yeah. I wanted to say about Mad-Eye Moody... It's unfair that the werewolf guy gets kicked out of the school. He can't be the the, the teacher, but the maniac wizard killer, uh-huh. he's just he's fine. He's a okay, right? Yeah, and, and werewolves day, are day one, Jeff. A day one, he's doing the equivalent of showing the students his gun. Right? <laughs> no, he's showing him his gun and shooting it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He hey, this is what you can do with a gun. Like, this is what it does. Bang. <laughs> Here's some different guns I have. And the werewolf guy had it. You know that he had it together. This is this is. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But I, I still, I still enjoy Mad Eye Moody. But you're right. It, it he doesn't seem like a, a an upgrade from the werewolf, does he? Yeah. We didn't talk about the third of the unforgivable curses. Oh yeah, so we have the Imperious Curse, mm-hmm. Cruciatus, the Cruciatus Curse, and then Avada Kedavra. Avada Kedavra, mm-hmm. which is the killing curse. And only death. one person has survived, <laughs> and he's like, "One, only one person has survived that curse," and he's sitting right in front of me. And Harry's like, "That's right, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm sure Harry made eye contact. <laughs> yeah, did the fingers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What? Bring it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I've seen all your cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this week's episode. Next week, we're going to be reading chapters 15 through 19 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I am Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter. Or if you want to see pictures of us, but mostly cakes I make, you can also check out my Instagram, which is Blue Bonnet Cafe. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Micah Sparkman. I still don't have any of those things. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anyone who you think will like us. Please, please, please write us some good reviews. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Finite, Finite Podcast. podcast.